When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Let's talk Tassie, because the Premier Jeremy Rockliffe, uh, after much conjecture, has called an early election. The Tasmanians are set to go to the polls on March 23, and the stadium that would play host to the AFL's 19th team has, well, become the definition of a political football down there. Win TV News Director Alex Johnston has joined me. Alex, good morning. No, good morning. Now Happy the election day one. <laughs> it had been coming, had it not? This, the general sort of whisper down there was this was on the cards, though, wasn't it? Yeah, politics in Tasmania has been a real mess since uh, two of the Liberal backbenchers decided to quit the party and move to the crossbench uh, last year, early last year. And um, since then, um, Parliament's been a mess. It's been very hard for the Premier to um, do all the things that he wants to do. And he's finally fed up and has gone to an election more than a year early. Uh, wasn't due until May next year. So um, off to the polls we go for a frantic five-week campaign. Now, of course, selfishly over here, we're all wondering, well, what does this mean for the stadium, if any, if anything at all? I mean, I, I'm not sure if I'm reading it incorrectly, Alex, but Labor's position on this has been murky. Some would say they're playing both sides of the boundary line, pardon the pun. Where exactly is Rebecca White's um, party at with this? Yeah, you're right. Their position has been a tough one to get a handle on. Now, let me say this, first of all. They're fully supportive of Tasmania getting a, a team. They want that to happen. Yep. They support all the um, public spending, you know, the money on the uh, high performance centre, the money that we'd have to put into the team each year. They support all of that. They don't support the stadium. Uh, they say that it shouldn't have been a requirement of the deal. Um, there are other priorities for funding, that sort of thing. That was their argument to start with. They said we don't support the stadium. Now, they have done things that confuse that position. They voted for the stadium process to begin. Mm. Now, critics of the stadium would have said, well, if you're actually fully against it, why not just kill it dead then? And Labor's argument was, well, let's see what the process looks like. Let's assess it. Let's see how much it's actually going to cost because, of course, they think it's going to be more than $750 million. And a lot of people agree with them too. I mean, modern times, things cost a lot to build. So they've let it go through to this process, which has set the ball rolling on a quite a convoluted and predictably long uh, assessment process. But what's going to happen in the campaign is the Liberals are going to be at pains to say, well, Labor, put up or shut up. Yeah. Do you support the stadium or not? Because eventually it would have to come to a vote in the Parliament, both houses of Parliament, and that'll be a big question throughout the campaign. Now, whether Labor can you know, skate through that, you know, with political sort of uh, skill, who knows? The other elephant in the room is the proposal for a slightly different stadium at Regatta Point, which 
if you don't know Hobart, is really not that far from Macquarie Point where the government wants to build the stadium or Liberals do. It's, you know, a few hundred metres away and has a different outlook. Um, and there is some chance that Labor would be warmer towards um, that proposal, but um, they, haven't, they haven't necessarily said that yet. So I'm not sure how contentious it remains among the public on the street down there at the moment um, either, Alex. But, I mean, wouldn't there be a public expectation that Labor have to state their position on this, given it's just been so divisive? Well, I think both sides of the debate will want Labor to state their position. You know, there, I, there is still a lot of people that oppose the stadium. They think it's uh, not a priority for a state that has big problems when it comes to health, big problems when it comes to housing, um, cost of living is obviously an issue here like it is in every other state. There are a lot of people, uh, I, I can't put a figure on it, but a, you know, a substantial amount of people in the community that oppose the stadium. But they'll want to know, what will a vote for Labor mean if I oppose the stadium? And equally, you're right, if you've been a lifelong Labor supporter uh, who really wants the AFL team and the stadium to go ahead, they'll be demanding clarity as well. So, yeah, it'll, it'll put pressure on Labor throughout the campaign. The problem Liberals have is they haven't got very far on the stadium. You know, it hasn't progressed very far yet. So they don't really have much to point to in terms of their own progress on the stadium. But David O'Byrne, who at the start of this term was the Labor leader and then spectacularly left the um, PLP, the caucus in Parliament, he's running as an independent and he's pro-stadium. So he's going to lap up a lot of Labor votes uh, in his electorate because, um, you know, he'll he'll campaign for the stadium. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. Let's say Rebecca White's government uh, takes power. I mean, is, would it be your expectation that the stadium still proceeds? And, and is it uh, bordering on hysterical to suggest that it, that it won't? Or is it legitimate, le- legitimately up in the air to some degree? So first answer to that is, uh, Rebecca White has said previously that if Labor wins the election, she would look to negotiate a new deal with yep. the AFL. Yep. She hasn't explicitly imply that that would be a deal that doesn't have a stadium. It might change the timeline. It might change the share of funding. Who knows what that would mean? Or who knows whether the AFL would even sit down to have that conversation. So that's point one. Point two is it's going to be very hard for Labor to get majority. And if they did have to negotiate with the crossbench, obviously the Greens wouldn't want to um, do anything that's pro-stadium. They are vehemently against it. Um, so that's a very unknown situation mm. um, and I don't know what my third point was going to be but um, the process is still going to go ahead in the parliament I don't think whoever wins government is going to stop that process um, it's going to be assessed my big, this is the point I was going to make the big concern around the stadium is partly a political one but also a practical one they haven't done a lot of work down there at Macquarie Point to give the public confidence that it can be built. It's a tricky site to build on. Um, so that's why the Stadium 2.0 proposal yeah. still is alive because they haven't quite proven to the public yet that, yep, this is how we build it, this is how much it's going to cost, this, this is the footprint, this is how big you know, the, the area will be around it, that sort of thing. They haven't 
done that. And uh, we probably won't see those plans until at least the middle of this year. I was going to ask you about Dean Coleman. He's the uh, the engineer, of course, who's over here in Melbourne, but uh, Tasmanian-born, who's had this, uh, what do you call it, Macquarie Point Stadium 2.0 plan for some time. $2.3 billion, which is which is eye-watering. But he's promising that he's got a suite of investors locked in and that taxpayer spending will be will be capped. It's got the hospital, the hotel, the convention centre, everything. Restaurants, retail space, a very slick design. But what's been the appetite for that amongst the public down there? Well, interestingly, what that did uh, was move the conversation a little bit from do we have a stadium or not to which is the better proposal, mm. uh, which was probably you know sort of a blessing in disguise for the government in some ways. Mm. Uh, it, it was well received, and to his credit, and he's got former Labor Premier Paul Lennon on his team, they did their homework, they got the RSL on board, they got other key stakeholders on board who, of course, were opposed to the Macquarie Point Stadium. And that is basically why Labor made the decision uh, in the first place to oppose it, because it had very little support from key stakeholders. Mm. So in terms of getting his ducks in a row, Dean Coleman did a very good job. But basically, it's the same amount of public money that would be needed for both projects. Yes, he's got um, private investors, he says, that are ready to go, but he's still asking for a big wad of public money, around $750 million minimum. So... In terms of the taxpayer, it's sort of six one half dozen the other. Yeah. But yeah, it's still alive because they haven't got very far on the other project. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. And the high performance centre has been locked in at, at Rosney Park over there as well. There was almost a, a was there a bidding war for that of sorts, Alex? Yeah. Well, I live down at Kingborough, uh, south of Hobart. That's where the Jack Jumpers trained. We wanted it down there, yeah. but the mayor um, lost the bidding war. Um, her Clarence uh, rival got it, but no, that makes sense there. It's close to the airport and, um, you know, not a bad spot. So, yeah, that'll go ahead. How long it'll take to get out of the ground is another thing. I mean, just this is the problem. Like, all these things take so long. There's practical implications. There's political implications. The big question is how patient is the AFL? Yeah, well, their ultimatum is clear, isn't it? Uh, they've said that many times. So, um, you know, no no stadium, no team. Hey, great to have you on, Alex. And it's great to have someone on the ground here who's so familiar with the situation as it sits at the moment. And here you were thinking we're going to talk about your 41 points in the Saturday comp the other day. Yeah, well, I was hoping that you'd bring that up. Uh, finally played the handicap after about 10 years of going north. So, you know, windy day on the back tees. Suddenly the putter was hot and I had 41 points. So thank you so much for mentioning that. It was a, it was a thrill, yeah. Finally finally got some uh, credit in the pro shop. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, nicely done. Mate, appreciate you taking the time. Uh, great to chat to you. Uh, have a good day. and I'm sure we'll do it all again soon, hopefully, when there's some uh, positive news to report. Yeah, well, happy to provide updates down here because it's going to be a very unpredictable campaign. Who knows? And when the stadium is the hot issue, feel free to give me a call. Good on you. Alex Johnson there. Uh, good man. Uh, the Wind TV news director down there in, in Hobart. David in Newport. This guy's good. A correspondent who actually knows what he's talking about. That's a rarity in an opinion-centric era. Good work. Thank you, David.